Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host, and I'm here with executive producer and co-host extraordinaire Mark Griffith. We want to thank you for coming into the Housing Hour today. Hopefully, we can add some value to your day. And just want to thank you for the opportunity to speak to you. And we want to thank Mortgage Investors Group, MIGonline.com. Uh, they are our sponsor, and we're thankful for them as well. Um, and we are just excited today to be able to bring you something that uh, in our minds is very important. Um, and that is something to do with lightning safety, lightning strikes many times per day throughout our country. But real quickly, before I do introduce our guest, let me tell you how to, to uh, get connected to us. And that is through our website, thehousinghour.com. And uh, we are also on social media as well. You can find us on Facebook it's facebook.com slash the housing hour or on Twitter at the housing hour. So without any further ado, I'd like to introduce our guest. Our guest is Michael Utley, um, who was struck by lightning um, some years ago. So Michael, thank you for joining us today. Good morning, guys. How's it going? It's going great. One of the reasons that we wanted to bring you on is because you have had a very rich life of education and awareness since your since your accident. I'd like for you, if it's okay, um, to take us back to that day, first of all, when you were struck by lightning on that Cape Cod golf course, and explain to us, because it was a very dramatic scene, I can imagine, with CPR and being rushed to the hospital, paddles, all of that. If you don't mind, could you reset us, help us to know what happened, give us the overview of, of what happened on that day? Uh, sure. It was a charity golf tournament for the local YMCA. Um, typical lunch, then golf, then dinner. Uh, we had lunch. It was about, I don't know, half hour into the tournament, 45 minutes. Uh, coming up on 2 o'clock, I guess. And uh, we were out on the 10th hole. Um, the, there were storms off in the distance that morning off the, off the ocean. But the, as the starter said, we're going to get this in before they get here. Uh, he was wrong. Uh, right. <laughs> um, uh the basically the horn blew and uh we were on the green getting ready to putt so um i took the flag and put it in the hole and the other three guys started leaving the, the green i was about 15 feet 10 15 feet behind them uh all of a sudden they heard this big bang and they turned and they saw me stumbling to the ground smoke coming off my body mm. Hair was burned off. My fingers and toes were black. Uh, just boom. And uh, luckily, the guy, one of the guys I was playing with, had just within two or three weeks taken a refresher course in CPR at his wife's urging, and uh, he was on me right when I could be rest. They, what? I guess 13, 14 minutes. They worked on me uh, until the ambulance was able to get there. It was rain and hail. And thunder and lightning all over the place and uh, uh, when the ambulance got there uh, EMTs got there they pulled out the defib to try to start my heart again and it was hailing too bad it wouldn't work so they had a hand start me then they put me in an ambulance to take me to 
down at the hospital because uh, the life lights weren't working because of the weather. And um, they used the, the paddles on me again in the ambulance to restart my heart again for the third time. That was pretty much the event. Wow. I mean, that's amazing. So do you remember anything about that? I, this is everything I'm telling you about the event and actually the 38 days that followed is just what I've told. Oh, I see. So you have no recollection or memory of anything that transpired, like the the paddles and the ambulance, nothing. You just don't remember. It's, it's blank for you. Yeah. I got 38 days of in and out of coma, and I don't remember any of that. Hey, Michael, let me ask you this question. Um, are you an, an, a regular golfer? You said this was a charity event. Do you normally play golf, or was or is it a rare event that you were on a golf course? Um, well, I play golf a lot now because it's about one of the few things I can only do um, because of the injuries and everything. But um, I was a, 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 I worked for a living back then, so um, I played golf sometimes two days a week for business, sometimes not for two or three weeks. I wasn't a member of a club, and I didn't play really regularly. So. So when yeah, go ahead, Mark. Well, I was going to ask Michael. You seem to be fading in and out. I don't know if your the uh, the speaker piece is moving away from your mouth or not, but uh, we're having trouble. You're coming in and out. But I uh, just wanted to make that point. See if you can help it. Mm-hmm. So well, I was going to say is that, that, that any better? Yes, that's much better. Yeah. Okay. We'll yeah. Do it that way then. That's great. Okay. Um, one of the things that I think of when I play golf, you know, and people need to understand this, that, you know, you're just going to sit it out and just wait, you know, outside until the, the storm passes or wait outside until, the, you know, they give you the go-ahead. And obviously you didn't even have that opportunity because when the horn sound moments later, you were laying on the ground struck by lightning. So you have people that, you know, look in the sky and, you know, maybe talk to the golf pro. And, of course, his idea is we got to keep it moving. We got to keep – we don't want to pass out all these rain checks. So he is – or she um, is invested in getting everybody out on the course. What are you, talk, well, what are you talking to people about? Well, the, the, there's, there's a couple of problems, um, and, and you hit on one of them there. Um, First of all, it's a rare event when you look at how many people are struck by lightning in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are roughly uh, 25 to 30 killed every year now, uh, down from 50 or 60 just 10 years ago. Um, three, 300 or so um, injured in the states. That and there's probably another, you know, 10 percent injured that nobody knows about that we don't hear about. Right. So it's a, it's a relatively rare event. Um, what happens is you get out on a golf course, or the beach is actually much more dangerous than the golf course, um, but hmm. uh, football field, soccer field, anything like that, and you get carried away with what you're doing. Um, if you if you have an alert program, what happens is most of the time they are really no better than your eyes and your ears hmm. because most of the systems need lightning to strike the ground before they work. So what happens is in your typical alert system, if lightning strikes the ground within 10 miles of your clubhouse, the alarm goes off. Uh, if lightning strikes the ground within 10 miles of you, you're going to know before the alarm goes off. Right. Okay. Uh, you could have a lightning cloud, thundercloud, above your, your clubhouse, and it would shoot a bolt out 12 miles away from your clubhouse and would hit the ground 12 miles out. The alarm wouldn't go off. But so you would hear it. Safe. But you would definitely know it happened. Oh, sure. 
So basically it, it comes down to even with alarms and alert programs, um, people have to use their eyes and their ears and their common sense. Most of them will not leave. Uh, in New Jersey, about eight years ago, ten years ago, uh, a couple of towns um, went in together and purchased an alert program. Uh, over the last six, seven years, three or four, five surrounding towns joined on with them. About two years ago, they had to institute a $250 fine if the alarm went off and you didn't leave the courts and the fields because people were ignoring it. Hmm. It's hmm. over there. It's not going to get me. Right. It's, the odds. Ah, it's <laughs> over there. It, 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 I got plenty of time. And so what happens is um, people don't pay attention to the alarm. And one of those We're things... in an outdoor swimming pool, and you'll see everybody standing around in the parking lot, talking outside, waiting to go back to the pool. Right. Uh, on your website, uh, which is struckbylightning.org, and Kevin, I'll have those and all of this information up on thehousinghour.com, mm-hmm. but you certainly can go to struckbylightning.org to get all this information. You have a little cloud with a lightning bolt in it, Michael, and it says, when thunder roars, go indoors. Is that the best indicator? Pretty much so. Um, thunder, you're going to hear five, ten miles away, five miles away, so um, it, it's helpful. Visually, you can see lightning way off in the distance. That's a good key. When you see it, flee it. When you hear it, clear it. used to be an older slogan. But when thunder roars, go indoors is, is, is pretty much what we develop for stop, drop, and roll like the fires. Uh, it gives people a, a, a place, to, place to start. And kids jump on it, which is the perfect thing, because the education process is between 8 and 12. That's what we work on is trying to educate those kids, because we're never going to change the 45-year-old soccer coach out in the field that's saying, hey, the lightning's over there, it's not going to get us. He's not going to change. But if we can get his 8-year-old daughter to say, hey, Dad, come on, let's go, he might listen. Let me ask you a question. Is it safer to be outdoors or inside of a vehicle? When there is metal vehicle, air. right? Inside a vehicle is as safe as inside a house. Oh, as long as it's a metal vehicle and it's not uh, a convertible or a, a, a plastic Corvette or something like that. What happens? A metal is vehicle. Metal vehicle is a Faraday cage. It's so a what? I'm sorry, strikes. I didn't hear what you said. It's a what? The metal vehicle becomes a what they call a Faraday. Okay. F A R A D A Y. A Faraday cage. What happens is the charges is taken by the metal and it's dispersed around the outside of the car into the ground. As long as you're not touching any metal towards the outside of the car, any contact, you're good. Just like in a house. The house does the same thing. The wood in the house or the glass doesn't make you safe. It's the wiring and the plumbing and all that stuff that takes charge and transfers it away from the, the people. problem in a house is if you're talking on a corded landline phone, uh, touching a refrigerator a lot of people are struck in the basement doing laundry because of the metal rebar in the concrete flooring and they're touching metal and it it, it, it touch hmm that's interesting so that is a point of notice for people um, that might think that they are completely immune inside of their home you are for the no. most part but there's a few little caveats yeah in my most definitely and my um, mother the you... door frames uh, taking a shower hmm yeah cuz uh, it, my mother used to say, get away from the windows uh, during these storms, that the electricity or the lightning bolts could come through the windows, or if you're on the screened-in porch, it could come through. Is that the case? Definitely. Definitely. Um, screened-in porches, 
people are always hit. The garages with the garage door open, they're hit. Uh, lightning goes through windows, definitely. That happens more in Britain for some reason than we see here, uh, but it happens. Now, let me ask you a question that most people are thinking, and, and it ha they have to be thinking this because there would be no other reason for them to to disobey orders. But one of the things that people do is they disregard the alarms. You just mentioned it. Now, like in Tennessee in 2014, according to your website, there was only two injuries in Tennessee. So people are thinking, well, I mean, goodness gracious, I have a very good chance of not having a problem. How do you sure. how do you overcome that obstacle? Oh, you don't. Um, I have friends that um, I play golf with that uh, they'll play mm -hmm. when there's when there's thunder around. It, it's, it's you know what are the odds? You know, I got I got this afternoon off. It's my only day off this week. What are the odds when you get in the strike? I'm gonna play. It's ten miles, fifteen miles away. It's not gonna. I'm gonna play. It happens all the time. Yeah, I agree. I I, I think that there. The thing that you have to be aware of is that there are people every every year that suffer injuries and death as a result of not heeding the advice of the professionals. So when we get back oh, yeah. from the break, we're actually going to dive a little bit more into um, what it is that people can do to avoid the problems. And I want to talk more about your story, too. We can get into that because I want to know about your recovery as well. I'd like to learn more about Michael because you've been on several different news organizations and today's show and all these different things, educating people and helping them to realize what they need to do. So join us after these messages right here on The Housing Hour. You know, we're getting close. Yes. The end of the month. And it's due. <laughs> I'm talking about your mortgage. You know, it could be an easier payment, a better payment, with the help of my home team. Mortgage Investors Group. Home loans, that's all they do. And it's important that you know all your options when it comes to your mortgage and your loan. So just to ask MIG to take a look, call 1-800-489-8910. Or go to MIGonline.com for the office nearest you. Equal housing lender, license 109111. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. Thank you guys for joining us. And we have a, a really a very fascinating guest on our show today, Michael Utley, who was struck by lightning many years ago. Um, and he has um, decided to do with that something very positive, which is to create a website. He is very involved in education and, and uh, awareness. And I really think it's tremendous what he's doing. And thank you again, Michael, for joining us. I know that you have a, a, um, a life that you have to lead, and we appreciate you giving back to us here in Tennessee and throughout the United States. Um, I wanted to, before we got back into the, the lightning safety and awareness, I did want to learn from you, if you don't mind sharing, how um, did you recover from this? I mean, a lot of people, I read the article, you, you were in ICU, then you went on to another recovery center to continue your therapy. Talk about your recovery. It was a long road, hasn't it been? 
Well, um, it, it, you never fully recover. Uh, yeah. You just you keep you hopefully you keep making a little bit some pieces of progress. Uh, what happens is uh, physically, you're you it's a up to a billion volts, a couple hundred thousand amps. So it, it basically fries your body mm. inside and out. Um, so uh, my balance was was the, was shot. My legs are are really weak. Um, it's the, your muscles never really fully recover. You, you can't really build back the to, to where you were, and, and you get tired all the time. It's very frustrating. Uh, mentally, it's very similar to a stroke. You get little black spots in your brain, depending on where they are, how big and, and, and thick and dense they are, what, what's affected. It's usually autonomic processes, like I mentioned, balance, um, personality, irritability. I turn into an SOB, uh, mm. short views, uh, bad temper, um, all of that stuff. And it, it, it add that to the fact that lightning doesn't often leave entry or exit wounds or visible scars. So you look normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like a, a, you know, I said in one thing, it's like a, a, if you had a laptop and you, you poured a Coca-Cola on it, um, it, it would look okay later, but it probably wouldn't run very well. And uh, so, you know, you, you're faced with all of that. You get very frustrated on top of things. Uh, you can't do things like you used to do. Uh, so that adds to the frustration level and it's tough. It, it, it's you physically can't do anything, and, and mentally you you understand that you can't do it, but it doesn't make it easier to tolerate. And and Michael, let me ask you this: in a lot of injuries, um, there's the injury that occurs, and then you start to heal and get better the day after or several days after, and you start to improve. I've always heard that lightning strike uh, victims you actually get worse over time for a period of time. Is that true? Oh yeah, um, you will you will recover um, in the first couple of months, six months. Your 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 body does what what bodies do. They recover from accidents, injuries, and, and, and stuff, and they heal it. And, and physically, it, it's it's healing. So you start to get better. Uh, the residual effects of that much current through your 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 body does a whole lot of interesting things to tissues. Uh, my nerve endings in my fingers, um, they, the guys at uh, Brigham and Women's, the doctors said that it appeared that the lightning um, fried all of the nerves at the end of my fingers. And they tend, they, they thought that it, they were secreting a, a, an acid-type substance that was eating the nerve, and, and I got worse over time. Hmm. with the nerve situation, um, and, and then it leveled out. Uh, same thing with, with, with functions and, and balance and, and that kind of stuff. Two years down the road is when people usually a year to two show the, the, the most intense down part of the syndrome. Is there, um, I, I, I realize that there's probably physical therapy that the doctors will put you through and, and those types of things. Are there any medications that can they give to you to alleviate some of the issues? Oh, sure. Um, I was on 100 milligrams of Oxycontin a year for seven years oh, just wow. to deal with the pain. A day or a year uh, per day? Oh, 100 milligrams a day. Yeah. Whoa. 
Well, um, yeah, and, and that's that's to treat the pain, which I'm sure that, that you... Was to, yeah. yeah, and the pain was intense. Um, pretty much Cymbalta and a lot of the Neurontin and those kind of nerve um, type of drugs, the drugs that they've developed for fibromyalgia and that kind of stuff, are effective for the pain that's, that's going on in lightning strike victims. Uh, every everybody's different because everybody's little black spots in a different place. So, you know, it's really hard to get any consistency out of it. Besides, there's not a lot of victims, so you can't really, you know, do a, a clinical study where we had 10,000 victims and 9,000 had this. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have those kinds of numbers, so it's hard to get any uh, any consistency from it, any, take any data from it. Um, finding a doctor that's treated the lightning strike victim is... is rare to begin with finding one that's treated two or three is really hard. Well, the research, like you mentioned, has to be difficult, but there are people who study it. Um, I noticed on well, your Dr. website. Dr. Marianne Cooper in Chicago, yeah. um, who's probably the leading expert in the world on it. She's uh, semi-retired right now, but she's written everything there is to know about it as far as medically. She's as good as they come. And she was comparing on your website the difference between being struck by lightning and a high-voltage um, at a job site or something like that and describing, you know, the length of time is one of the reasons why there's no exit wounds and there's no clear, you know... It's long... too hot and too quick. Right. But then, if you know, because people, let's face it, people on jobs, these statistics aren't on here. This is just lightning strikes. But there are a lot of people that are given high-voltage shocks or whatever you would call them on the job site. So it, and it's a very similar it's a very similar accident, only maybe worse, some would argue. Well, it's, it's, it's similar just because it, it, we think that electricity and lightning are, are lightning's electricity and, and electricity runs through the wires. That's about where the similarity ends. Mm-hmm. Um, when somebody's, you know, struck like, like 220, uh, you know, and... and they get stuck and they're stuck on it and it goes like that and it just rips through their body. Mm. Uh, in reality, I know a couple of um, shock victims because of lightning strike and electrical shock survivors group. Mm-hmm. And um, I would much rather survive a lightning strike than a, a voltage like that. That's mm. what I hear. And it, what about... It, it, duration kills the body. Mm-hmm. You know, bef- before this event occurred to you, what was your profession, or what is your profession? Uh, I was a stockbroker. And uh, were um, you able to uh, perform a- after the lightning struck once you were healed? Are you still in that no. business? No, I, I couldn't. I'm, I'm out disabled. I could not mentally. I didn't know what I was doing, whether I bought a stock or sold a stock. I did. There was just there's black spots and they can't have that when you're doing that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah, that was a question I had because there are so few um, victims per year that suffer from being struck by lightning. And I have to imagine just from the outside looking in that there could be the potential for discrimination in a lot of ways. Have you found that to be true? Well, it, it, yeah, but not just because of lightning. So it's just, you know, you're, you're, you're slow, you're odd, you're different. And also right. people, it, 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 the wires go up right away. What's wrong with him? Right. Something's wrong. Uh, so, you know, well, I don't, I don't see that to be true in our conversation here. I seem to think that you're very normal and so inspiring because I used you, to be pretty good. Because you don't, you don't have to do this. You know, you don't have to spend time talking to us and helping us, and you don't. You don't want to play golf like I do. 
Right. <laughs> you don't want to wake up like I do. Yeah. Right. Well, in right, the right. in the last few minutes that we have in this next segment, I'd like to um, talk a little bit more about the awareness, and then we'll let you go because I Whatever think it's very important. So we have uh, Michael Utley with us, struck by lightning. Struckbylightning.org is his website. Why don't you join us and learn more right after these messages right here on The Housing Hour. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. And welcome back into the Housing Hour. Thank you so much for joining us. Kevin Ray here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. This show is brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group, MIGonline.com. We want to thank Michael for joining us, Michael Utley. You can find his website, struckbylightning.org, and learn more about the um, story that Michael tells. He has a, a very nice story and his About Us section on his website. You can learn more about him and his story. Um, you can share this show with friends and family. We'll have it up on our website um, promptly after the show, and you can share it with friends and family. We'd love for you to do that as well, um, and we'd love for your feedback. And um, if you have any questions, you can certainly reach out to us as well through our website, um, and um, you know, let us know how we can be of service to you. Um, thank you guys for joining us. And um, Michael, we were um, talking about your story in that second segment and, and the, the uphill battle that you have faced over the last however many years. When, when did this happen, by the way? I needed to get that date. May of 2000, 15 oh, years ago. So 15 years ago, it's been an uphill battle. You've had, you've had some very big successes, but you've also had some drawbacks, and it's affected you to even this day, and it's caused you to be um, unable to continue in the career that you have and probably love. And now you're doing something different and you're still able to do and give back, but it's really changed the course of your life. So, you know, for people that are listening out there, you know, yes, there is a small percentage of a chance that something may happen to you, but do you want to even take that chance? And is that, is that your message really, you know, yes, there's a small chance of it happening, but Hey, you don't want to have to go through what I've went through. Well, it's a small chance, but if you look at the odds, um, you have a better chance of being struck by lightning than winning a state lottery. Mm, right. Now, how many people have lottery tickets in their pocket today? Mm, yeah, that's a very so, good point. Um, you know, it's not it, it, it's not that way way out of there. It happens. Um, you don't want to. I have a golf drive that's 155, 160 yards long. That's like a nine iron for most people. Uh, <laughs> right. I stumble when I walk. Uh, I got mental problems and remembering different things and, and irritable like a SOB. Mm-hmm. You don't want to, to live like that. It's not worth it. Hey, Michael, let me ask you this, because in the summertime, everybody's at the beach, and you mentioned that more of the strikes occur at the shoreline. Is that correct? Yep. So so what's going on? I mean, everybody's out at the beach. You're kind of exposed. Um, and I noticed, because I was at the beach this summer, and when it started storming up, I packed up the umbrellas and we got off the beach. Everybody else stayed there. What's exactly? What's uh, why is it? Is it just because you have the sand and everything collecting, and the water is a con- a great conductor for this, or is it just no, wide open? The reason the, the what what causes lightning is um, is the 
upward movement in air. So when hot air and cold air meet, hot air rises and it, it shoots upward. And when it shoots up, it strips the, the molecules apart and puts the plus part of the molecule on the top of the cloud and the negative on the bottom of the cloud. And that's that sets up the scenario for lightning. So uh, you get the air movement. That's why if you're outside and, and you see clouds, you look, if you see a chimney cloud, a cloud that all of a sudden is, is shooting upward, and pay attention to that because that's that creates the, the, the breakup of the of the atoms and the molecules so that you have that separation and that can lead to a lightning strike. So the reason at the ocean is because you have the elements in place right there in front of you that yep. could make you more susceptible. And are people, are human beings a natural lightning rod, if you will? Um, it really, lightning is, uh, takes the, the path of least resistance. Um, so we're a lot of water, salt water. We conduct, you know, we're good. Mm -hmm. um, it'll hit the tree, but it'll jump from the tree to you. Uh, it'll hit a mast in a sailboat, but it'll jump from that mast to you. So, yeah, we're pretty good. Uh, nothing yeah. attracts lightning, though. Okay, nothing attracts lightning. Nothing attracts lightning. The way it works is about 100 meters from the ground, a downward charge, lightning bolt, sucks up upward streamers from the ground. So lightning shoots down, but it also comes up from the ground because 100 meters it's sucking up those opposite charges. Mm -hmm. Those upward streamers, we call them, shoot up or emit from tall isolated objects like a telephone pole, a tree, a person. But a blade of grass next to you is tall, isolated from the other blades of grass object that's also shooting up an upward stream. Mm -hmm. So in reality, there are thousands of upward streamers shooting up. And not one, but one to a hundred make contact. When lightning hits the ground, it doesn't hit the ground in one spot. It hits the ground more like a pitchfork. A pitchfork, okay. Yeah, it hits in, in, in 20 or 30 little spots. Mm. That's why when you see... Strikes, lightning strikes um, sometimes in a uh, uh, um, boat mooring area, it will have hit four or five sailboats, mm. four or five masts, not just one. Because all of those things, a pebble on the driveway, a ball on the golf course, uh, the, the blade of grass next to you, the, the, those are all shooting up upward steamers. And it makes contact with not one, but a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. Now, can I debunk one thing that people think if maybe it's true, maybe it's not true. If you have been struck by lightning one time, you're no you're no more susceptible to a second strike, right? Well, not unless your stupidity factor hasn't improved. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's just like flipping a coin fifty fifty has its probability. I mean, it's a, it's so no. I'm you know usually if you're hit once, you you're a little smarter maybe, so you're not going to maybe your eyes are a little less because you're you pay more attention. Mm-hmm. But I uh, know that's nothing to do with anything. Metal doesn't attract lightning. Uh, rubber doesn't save you. Squatting down outside, don't do anything. Mm-hmm. Oh. Hey, that's it. The most important thing about lightning safety is take a minute out of your day and learn CPR. Hmm. Because that's why I'm alive is because the guy's right. CPR. Right. That's a great point. And, it uh, doesn't what... take any. You don't have to kiss anybody. You just pound on their chest now. You can learn it on the computer. Mm -hmm. That's um, right. The life you save could be your kids. I need to do that. Yeah, that's, we all need that's to right. do that, folks. Because I, I've got my my first aid uh, also, and 
chest pumps are the for, the thing that you do. You don't need to do mouth to mouth. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it is safe. Well, let me ask you about this because on television in Knoxville right now, there's been running a company that sells uh, lightning rods, and they're you know they put them on it. So I'm I'm listening to you and wondering, do, are those things really effective, or is that just uh, why would you lightning buy rod lightning will rod? protect lightning rods protect buildings. Right. Okay. They they don't they they don't attract lightning, but they they're catching. They'll it's catch a taller it. object shooting an upward streamer, so it's there to catch it. Hopefully, it catches that before it hits the ground near you or the house. I see. And it usually works. Um, it takes then um, the charge and it copper wire runs it away from the house into the ground. Okay. Now mm-hmm. the lightning rod itself, the point could be a pencil. Doesn't have to be metal. Just to be as an upward tall object. The reason it's metal because it lasts longer. A pencil would explode. <laughs> but right. um, rods are good. They protect the houses, but they don't protect the people inside the house if the guy's still talking on a corded phone. The cordless phone. Or something like that. So okay, so a cordless phone. You need no, to be a off. Cordless phone is safe. Corded phones are. Corded bad. phone. Gotcha. Okay. I didn't realize that. I thought you know if you had a lightning rod on it you're safe inside mm-hmm. well no it's for six the building but the, the charge can still run through conductive areas yeah right it's still the same concept i mean you can't attract lightning with anything but if it does happen to hit in that area that longitude and latitude area or whatever it could it could um soften the blow to the building is that what you're saying well it takes the charge and it runs it outside of the building down into the ground yeah Okay, so soften the blow to the building. Um, well, one of, uh, one of the other things that I think about, too, you know, people are flying in planes, and I flew when I was coming back from somewhere, I can't remember, but <clears throat> I was a little bit shocked at the amount of activity that was happening in, or not in, but around the plane. I mean, there was lightning. I've never seen lightning like that. It's striking. Planes get hit all the time. Pr- parallel to the ground. Are they lightning rods up there, or they're just in they the... Create, they, they, they create their own lightning sometimes because, again, you're, you're breaking up air molecules, separating the, the positives and the negatives. At 500 miles per hour. to take a charge. And there's a lot of pictures on the Internet where you can see an airplane getting hit, and the charge flashes around the outside of the plane and continues on down to the ground. Wow. What continues on down to the ground? The bolt. The, the bolt. bolt. Okay. The bolt. Yeah. But uh, it, it, the plane is, is are designed so that the lightning uh, flashes over the outside. And that's pretty much what happens to people. Yeah. Lightning, uh, the, the, what hurts people is a couple of ants. When lightning hits you, it would be kind of like if I had a hose, of water hose, and I stood above you and I, and I, and I put the water down on your head. Yeah. All right. well, the, 99% of the water is going to flash over your body. Well, hang on right there. Through your nose and your mouth and your ear. Hang on right there with us. We have one last segment. It's a short segment, and we're going to wrap things up with Michael Utley right after these messages right here on The Housing Hour. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray.
welcome back into the Housing Hour. Again, this is Kevin Ray, and we are talking with Michael Utley, a survivor of a lightning strike back in 2000. Um, Michael, um, just this is just curiosity. Where did you work? Did you work in New York or Boston? No, I was on Cape Cod. You were on Cape Cod. Um, and that is where the golf course was, where you were struck by lightning. You were talking yep. about planes, and I wanted to um, close that conversation real quick. People are no, uh, I would say, are they more susceptible to being affected by a lightning strike in the air or driving in a car? Oh, I think um, a lot more planes are hit than cars, definitely. And does that result in, like, a disaster potentially, or – is it they they can take the blow, so to speak? Planes are designed to take lightning. It doesn't affect them very seldom. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's good, good to know. That's very good to know um, because I think that that probably is a, a concern, and people are scared to fly regardless, but even more so when it, there is a thunderstorm or lightning. And I think that the wind velocity is more risky, it sounds like, than would be the lightning. It's just an added component to that. So, Michael, I wanted to just give you an opportunity to, so that we can close this out because we want to share this with as many people as we possibly can through um, thehousinghour.com, through our podcast. We're on iTunes. Um, we have a lot of people listening to our show. What would be your message to the mom, the dad, the golfer um, in just a couple of minutes? We only have a couple of minutes left. What would be your message to them about heeding well, the warnings? Well, I just two things is to use common sense and, and – and pay attention. It's, it's up to you. You can't wait for a, a, a system to warn you. Mm-hmm. Um, your eyes and your ears are, are your best defense. Pay attention to it. And um, learn CPR. Mm-hmm. Those are the two biggest things. Um, Ninety Over 90% of victims um, had the advance warning. They either saw lightning in the distance, they heard thunder, um, they saw this big black cloud coming in. And they went under a tree, or they just waited too long. Mm-hmm. And you were one of those people who had warning because, you know, the alarm went off or the, the horn sounded, and you guys were headed back to the clubhouse. Right. But so, it was too late because the way the system works is it, it, lightning has to hit the ground before the alarm goes off. And what would be your message maybe to golf professionals, golf, not golf, not the professional players, but the people running the clubhouse? You know, should they be more cautious about sending people out when there is a Oh, thunder- I think they are. The, the, the Golf Superintendents Association and the PGA uh, professionals and the guys running the clubhouse, they understand the liability of it. They're, they're paying attention because not only are the guys out there playing golf, um, the customers, but a lot of them are their friends. So I don't think that it's, uh, you know... I think you're they're right. paying much more attention than they have. You're right. No, that's a very good point. And from a liability standpoint, I mean, do they have liability if you get struck by lightning? Did, did the Cape Cod course have liability in your situation? What, um, you know, it's in this legal world, it's, it's all who knows. Yeah, I, that makes sense. I want everybody who's listening to us to go to struckbylightning.org and make a donation. It's a tax-deductible donation um, to... Um, struckbylightning.org. Um, I'm assuming you're a 501c3. Yep. And you can make a donation right there on his website. We'll have that linked as well, by the way, on thehousinghour.com. We'd love for you to support Michael because we believe strongly in awareness. And I think one of the biggest things that I learned today, and this is one of many things that I learned, but is to go out and learn CPR. 
you know, refresh yourself. If you don't know it and you need to get it done, then go to online and figure it out. But also for those of us who have learned it that may need a refresher, do that too, because that is vitally important. That's how Michael is able to be on the, his little iPhone today and talk to us because of somebody who knew CPR and had been given a refresher. Thank you, Michael, for joining us. We really appreciate your time. Thank you. All right. You That's Michael Utley with struckbylightning.org. Thank you guys for joining us today. We want to see you back next time right here on the Housing Hour. Have a good day. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know. So come here to find out. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. It feels like we're in